Hello, everybody. It's Dave Neal, stand-up comic and host of Bachelor Nation News. We've got some Bachelor content for you today. Uh, Bachelorette Rachel Lindsay, her season had Eric Bigger, one of the finalists. He's now talking about how the show helped him recover from his trauma. We'll have that storyline. Plus, the missing submarine. We have an update on that. Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk want to fistfight. All this and more on today's Bachelor Rush Hour. then it is june 22nd thirsty thursdays and we've got all of your news in one place we'll get to the bachelor content in a minute our featured bachelor story of the day is that rachel kirk connell and matt james it looks like they've moved to los angeles they were spotted at the dentist that's right who goes to the dentist in a town you don't live in you know what i mean especially when it's not for an emergency surgery she was just going to get a cleaning Mm, i guess you live in la now pay taxes join the rest of us so we'll get to that story in a minute plus i'm gonna have a preview for my chat with corinne olympios one of the greatest bachelor villains of all time joined me this week in my car and we had a long form conversation just so you know i've got a big update regarding driving with dave not only am i purchasing a new vehicle that's right it arrives on sunday uh it was the biggest purchase i've ever made in my life bigger than my wedding uh although i think collectively my wife has probably cost more money but you know hey italian food ain't cheap right folks get the extra appetizer live a little uh but um i am invested in these conversations. I enjoy talking, if you didn't know, and I kind of get stuck at my own home studio and I, I I drive myself nuts and it's fun and all, but you know, I it's just me and an elderly basset hound all day. I'm picking up after him and you know, this and that. So to do driving with Dave is a real treat. Yesterday I interviewed Tammy, uh, as we know from a few seasons back, season 24 of The Bachelor, season seven of Bachelor in Paradise, and she's on the new Million Dollar Listings show in Los Angeles. Well, the show's not new, but she is to it. So I had a fantastic conversation with Tammy. That'll air next week, but this week it's Corinne. Here's the intro, a teaser of my chat with Corinne, which will be live on tomorrow's Bachelor Rush Hour podcast. And Saturday, I'll drop the video version on the Dave Neal Show. That's right. I'll be working to transition the Dave Neal Show into a Driving with Dave exclusive. And maybe over time, it'll turn into a sit-down podcast show as well. But in the meantime, here is us driving driving in the Prius. Have a listen. There was a point where I was like on the cover of every magazine and like every like I was like the most popular. I would go as far as to say I was the most popular girl in the world at one point. There you go. And like that's the opener. Literally. (laughs) All right, ladies and gentlemen, that arrives tomorrow. Audio only. And then Saturday on uh, Driving with Dave, the YouTube channel. Now I'm going to have a link in the description below. You can go to linktree.com slash Dave Neal, uh, and there'll be a link to that YouTube channel. And make sure you're subscribed. Make sure you're ready to watch that. It's fascinating. I mean, some of the things we talked about, should I give you guys a spoiler? I'll give you know, it's not a spoiler, but I'm going to give you guys a little clip right here. It's uh, This is from the Bleep That Boy segment. I'm going to give it to you guys right now, okay? This is Corinne explaining which reality star Venmo requested her for her half of the bill after going on a date with her. Here's what she had to say. It's bleeped out, but you have, but you have to hear this. He asked me to Venmo him for some of the dinner after the date. And I, when I tell you I never went out with him again, I didn't. What? I just uh, think that's so tacky. Franchise was he from? I can't. Survivor? I cannot say <laughs> okay. no. All right. 
Although I just shot well, um, I do, I do a have show. A game. I do have a game where we call Bleep That Boy. And, okay. if, and if you want to burn that now, we can bleep it. But you don't have to. I do a full face bleep and audio bleep. If you want to just like get it we off We can bleep. Chest. Okay. Okay. You want to do the bleep? So so we'll do the burn that uh, bleep that boy. So who was it that Venmo requested you? Wait, this is going to be bleep. A hundred percent. So no one's even going to know. Nope. Just me and they'll get my reaction and then they can speculate. I was at, you know what? I'm not. And I actually, the, the person that she said, which I can't share with you now, maybe I'll give you some clues later on, but there are other people in the bachelor world that have also possibly dated this guy. So clearly he's got a thing for bachelor alumni speculate as you will. I'm going to get to some non bachelor stories and then we'll get to our featured content of the day, all that and more right after a quick word from our sponsors. Alrighty, we are back. And get this, Dana White says, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are dead serious about fighting in the UFC octagon. Is there a possibility this is really going to happen? Well, just to, just to give some clarification. So what he said is, Mark Zuckerberg responded with, send me location, which is something that Habib Nurmagomedov says when people challenge him. So that, that was what send me location meant. And, uh, I was talking to both Elon and uh, Mark last night. Both guys are absolutely dead serious about this. Now, who do you got? Okay, Elon Musk versus Mark Zuckerberg. That is Prime versus Meta. Meta. Who do you have? Uh, Elon is a much bigger guy, but I got to think Mark Zuckerberg is the real... I mean, Mark Zucker. You see what he did to the Winklevoss brothers, right? Those are some big, hefty dudes, and like um, he stole the company right out, allegedly, right out from underneath them. So I got to think Mark Zuckerberg would really lay the smack down, if you want to use a rock term, uh, layeth the smacketh downeth on Elon Musk. And I kind of would like to see that. Can we have it that they both just beat each other up? Can we have it where they both swing a punch at each other's heads and then both uh, get knocked out at the same time? That can happen, right, folks? Okay, so anyway, in some other good news, because you know what? Let's do this. Let's start with the, the not so good news here. Titanic search, debris field discovered close to the shipwreck site. So uh, this tweet is going viral right now. Breaking Titanic mission sub update. Oh, we have breaking news, folks. Breaking news. Uh, debris has been found by the U.S. Coast Guard near Titanic wreckage in the search of the missing submersible. This confirms what we've discussed for eight hours yesterday. The car carbon fiber hull of the submersible imploded, killing everyone on board instantly. Again, this is speculation. This is if that debris is from, you know, it could be a, the, the debris could be from a ton of different things. Uh, so the bad news in this case is that everyone on board would be dead. Our hearts go to their friends and family. The good news, if there is such a thing, is that it's a relief because the implosion means everyone on board died instantly instead of suffocating slowly over days. Again, that is if the implosion or that is if the debris found was due to, and again, I'm sure they'll be able to confirm that soon, but as we record this at 11 a.m. Pacific time, we don't have that update. Actually, it looks like there's an update here on TMZ, so we're going to get to that 10.18 a.m. So this update came in the last hour. A friend of two of the men missing was just on Sky News and claims the debris found was a landing frame in a rear cover for the submersible. So let's listen to what he had to say. Uh, rescue expert, friends of uh two of those on board and um you're getting some new you, yeah. you're hearing some news yeah i'm um there's a whatsapp group 
between ourselves and the Explorers Club that we've all been connected to as soon as this happened. And uh, our president is uh, directly connected to the, the ships that are out there. And the message that they're telling me, if you're talking about debris, it was a landing frame and a rear cover from the submersible. Mm. Which again, I don't know what that means. I don't know if that means it's you know you know you know what I mean. It's it's tragic, but like let's 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 get some more information here. So again, this is a very unconventional submarine. The um, a shit box is what he meant to say. It's a shit box. That rear cover is that pointy end of it. Yeah. And the landing frame is this little frame that it seems to sit on, and that's how it gets docked okay. into the landing bit. Right. So that confirms it's the submersible. So it looks like if they're talking about actual hardware, you know, not just like the pontoons or all the other doodads, then that is not good news. Not good news. I hate to say it, but I don't know what else to say. Our thoughts and prayers are with the families of those that are, I guess, presumed dead at this point. Um, again, we'll have to get more confirmation. Uh, let's switch to some uplifting news. Well, it's kind of uplifting. Colombian miracle children, that's what they're being called, the Colombian miracle children, those children that survived you know, a month in the jungle after their plane crashed. Well, the four kids who survived that plane crash, the jungle, now uh, they are ransom targets. Again, the four kids who survived a fatal plane crash in Colombia and then somehow made it out alive after 40 terrifying days in the jungle are not out of danger because they are now prime targets for kidnapping. Uh, so anyway, this is probably a little clickbait because TMZ has a documentary on them coming out already, which is kind of annoying that there are they're literally doing a documentary tonight on variety, right? For the submarine. It's like, can we let them find the, you know, the wreckage first? But either way, I we just hope for their safety. Um, but of course, when, you know, unfortunately in some places, when you're high profile and uh, in the news, you can be subject to those types of concerns. But let's just hope that uh, we are able to hear their story and that they're able to grow up and thrive and live normal lives. Okay, let's get to some less weighted content here and discuss some bachelor topics. Uh, the first First one being uh, Eric Bigger. He was on Rachel Lindsay's season and he was in an interview talking about how The Bachelor actually helped him like overcome his trauma. Have a listen. Bachelor star, Bachelor Nation star Eric Bigger reveals how reality TV healed his trauma. Let's get into it. Con, this is from Cons Cans. It's miracle season at the 2023 Can Con Lions Festival. Eric Bigger, who famously coined that phrase during Rachel Lindsay's season of The Bachelorette in 2017, talked exclusively to Page Six about his intense but rewarding journey on reality TV. All right, let's just play the clip and listen. I was on TV at the time. A lot of that triggered him because they didn't know. Oh. I was the lost child my, most of my life, and I don't want people to take the connotation of loss as negative, but I was the child in the environment I grew up. I did well. So I was, oh, you don't have to worry about him. He's fine. He's responsible. He take shows up on time. Mm -hmm. But really, I was really suffering and being alone, no one talking to me and no one asking if I was okay or I'm proud of you because I did all the things you would want a child or a teenager to do, mm -hmm. but I was lost in all that. I know so many people who have this story where they got good grades, they weren't passionate about it, they were depressed on the inside, but they did all the things that parents deemed to be good, so they didn't get in trouble, whatever, but what? where is their path? Because I was so responsible, but yet, mm. was I? And so I always felt like I was a parent before I was a child, because mm. I took care of everybody. It's a great shirt you got on, too. Yeah. That 
your journey within the Bachelor franchise kind of jump started you reflecting. Yeah, it did. And I don't like. Do you think that you the show healed me? Yeah, do, it was free therapy. So like, if you hadn't done it, maybe you wouldn't have been inspired to prioritize yeah. your. And I just health. think that was God telling me, "I got you," because most of my life I was like, it was always like, "Go, go, go, no, go, 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 no." And right before I went on the show, I actually booked a national commercial. And that was the contrast, like, what's the chances of me booking a national commercial but going on the show? And I was like, that was two years. I didn't book anything. But it was like, when I went on the show and I was traveling the world, he's like, I got you. Yeah. you. You know what's interesting is uh, whether you believe in God or not, I, I personally, when I talk about the the spiritual world, I really do believe in, in reaching this peak flow state when multiple good things come into your life. This week, we're featured in a magazine that's going to drop uh, tomorrow or Monday. And it was, it's it's probably a relatively big deal. Maybe it's not to some people, but to my mom, it will be. Uh, put that on the fridge, mom. Uh, but uh, we got that. And then the new car that I just bought is coming in and all these green lights are happening. And you go, oh my gosh, I don't want to mess this up. But it really shows when you're, when you're, when you're getting those green lights, when you're getting those breadcrumbs, you got to follow them. You got to trust your intuition that you're heading in the right direction. There is, in some cases, this invisible force. Call it God, Allah, Buddha, Krishna, Spirit, uh, your crystals. I don't care what the hell you call it. Uh, humanity that binds us all together, that wants us all to succeed. More faith, trust, and let go. Faith. And I think because of the fear or scarcity, I was trying mm -hmm. to control my outcomes because that's how I had to survive. Mm. So really, I was lacking faith because I was like, no. When I was on the show, the producer was like, you want to know everything. Because I was trying to control the outcome. Mm. Where are we going? What's going on? What do we have to do? And I was just, but I realized I really was having like anxiety. I was anxious all the yeah. time. I was never present. Right. And so now like getting this information and learning and growing, like I'm okay with surrendering. Mm. You almost wish that you could redo your Bachelor Nation experience no, with was, this new mindset? No. No. Because okay. it, wouldn't, it wouldn't turn out the same. Because mm. I had to go through so much within myself to figure out who am I? Now this is, okay, he was on the show five, six years ago, right? Just time flies by. So he says it's free therapy in hindsight. Of course, not everyone gets the same edit. Everyone goes through different things from the show. But to talk about fear and scarcity that way, so many of us live with a scarcity mindset. And I don't, doubt that. So, uh, most of our country can't afford a $400 emergency payment. We are in the deep end just treading water. How do we get to the shallows? That's that's the dogfight we all must face. How do we get out of that deep end? How do we overcome fear and scarcity and realize that there is abundance for all? And again, I'm not trying to make light of anybody's circumstances. We've all been there, but it's so great to hear Eric talk about being on the other side of that. Oh, what mass am I putting on today? And why am I doing that? And where is that coming from? Mm. And who am I trying to make happy? But am I happy? Mm. Right? And so I think a lot of times our identity is wrapped up in who we serve, who we want to love us, or what we think. And so I was listening to Tony Robbins the other day. He said, um, success is getting what you want. Fulfillment is doing what you're made for. So Ooh. I'm doing what I'm made for now. That's yeah. The old self is success. Oh, I want to do the things I want. But it wasn't fulfilling after time went on. Like, God, oh, it's not enticing no more. I, and, I and that's the dopamine thing I've been talking a lot about is that you might think that you just want to make money. You know, I had family members that wanted to get into plastic surgery. I want to be a doctor and be a plastic surgeon. Why? Because they make a lot of money. No, you don't. 
You don't want to be a lawyer unless you love arguing with people. Like, you know what I mean? You don't want to do it for the money. There has to be a greater good because that dopamine is going to go away real fast. By that ninth paycheck, you start to make the money. You got the car lease and you're doing this and you're going, why am I getting up early? Why am I putting this tie on? Why am I? What is it for? If you're not feeling fulfilled by what you're doing, that energy will wear out. It's unsustainable in the long run. I love how part of your fulfillment is being so open about mental health and things people go through. And because you are a public figure who was on reality TV, have there, and you see so many times people that have been on reality TV having stress and anxiety, even maybe before, and it was amplified or just from like viewers or just seeing themselves on TV. Has anyone like reached out? Like, have you been able to help any reality stars that maybe like reached out to you as like, you're doing something that, like, I'm feeling confused about? Yeah, so I, on a show. So we had a therapist. I don't know if people know, but they provide a therapist for the show when you're going through something. Oh. So it was probably eight or nine weeks I haven't seen the therapist. So all the other guys would go see, the, see her. And it was like, Eric is helping me. Eric is helping me. So I was like, it took her oh. eight or nine weeks to see me when I was really going through the most. A real powerful conversation with Eric Bigger there. And um, we love to hear stories of triumph. I really do. Uh, would love to have, like I said, we'd love to have Eric Bigger on Driving with Dave. I'll have to reach out to him because I think we could have a fascinating conversation. Again, there'll be a link in the description of this podcast to go check that out or just search Driving or just search The Dave Neal Show on YouTube. But there's also a link so you can see the next episode. I'm going to be dropping all five previous episodes on The Dave Neal Show. So all those episodes are going to be there in one spot. You can go check all of those out starting tomorrow. And let's get to it. So Rachel Lindsay and Matt James, are they living in Los Angeles. Again, this story is full of irreverency. We had some rough news to start, but let's end it on some uh, more light topic here. Have a listen. Here's Matt James and Rachel Kirkconnell. Let's get into it. Here's what Matt had to say. Are they moving to Los Angeles? Here they are in LA looking at dentists. Do you think you're going to have any cavities? No, I don't think I'll have cavities, but they'll probably yell at me about flossing. You don't floss. How do they not? You would think she would have a lot of calories. Do you see the food that they post on their Instagram? It's cavity central. It's just, they're just skillets full of, uh, just skillets full of giant chocolate chip cookies being shoveled down their throats. If she doesn't have any cavities, then the whole system's a scam. I do floss. I just haven't flossed in like a week because I forgot my flossers. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I've never heard a dentist say, wow, you're such a great flosser. Usually it's like, you know, you kind of forget. By the way, I'm going I'm rushing this because I'm going to the dentist after this. I'm not kidding. This is going to sound psychotic. I have a dentist appointment at noon today. I don't know if it's the appointment where they're pulling my tooth or not. I'm going into this literally blind and maybe come out toothless. I have to get a tooth pulled. It, they say there's no saving it. It's like a, you know, it's like a, a submarine. It's just done, right? You know, but um, I don't know. If, I don't know what they're going to do. I'm nervous. I'm scared. Either way, the fact that she's not getting emergency surgery shows to me that they're moved to Los Angeles. Why would you ever, has anyone ever in the history of the world gotten a dentist somewhere that's not their primary domicile just to go and get your teeth cleaned? It doesn't happen. So here she is, and we're going to go through this. Oh, nice. They play. Yeah, this is it. They got the nice uh, movie there for you. Um, and then there it is. Zero Cavity Club. Well, we can really get the breaking news going. This is the end of barrel scraping season. Ladies and gentlemen, Rachel Kirkconnell, Zero Cavities. We're here to hear first, folks. So there they are doing the thing. Oh, they got a little gift bag. Maybe there's some extra floss in there for her. And now they get to eat. Yeah. 
post-dentist energy. San Diego, they're going to San Diego right now, and uh, there they are heading to... So people wonder, well, how, how, how did they recover from their trip apart? Oh, what is this? Oh my gosh, food porn. <gasps> Stop it. Oh! I used to work at, at Newport Creamery. For all my New Englanders out there, that's right. I used to scoop. I maybe I scooped ice cream for you. Power scooper. Yeah, I got the scoop. All right, baby. If, boy, I gained about 15 pounds working at Newport Creamery. I would dip the. I would just accidentally drop walnuts into that like liquid chocolate and then scoop them out and just eat those. Yep, that's right. Probably against some sort of code. Either way, I love a good ice cream cone. So anyway, what's Rachel Lindsay up to? Well, when she went on that trip, it was actually to promote her bikini line. On Island Time Part 2, introducing the print of my At 437 swim set in the Cooper and Piper cuts, giving you guys different options for coverage and style. I'm a sucker for anything green, and I'm so in love with how these turned out. I can't wait to see you guys in these. These sets launch tomorrow at 3 p.m., so that means today. Today, they're, she's launching this new skincare. What does it say? Live well there. She's got a tattoo there. So she's got her own bikini line she's launching. Um, very, you know, A nice floral design. This would look great on the green screen, wouldn't it? So there she is. Congrats. So it look, and then Tammy says, all right, how are you real? And by the way, Tammy will be on driving with Dave next week, which now that I've bought a new vehicle, we're going to be doing driving with Dave every week. Wouldn't it be nice to get Rachel Kirkconnell on? Send her a DM. Send her a DM. Let's see if we can get, she said she would do walking with Dave when I was in New York city, but if she's going to be in Los Angeles, maybe we'll get her some uh, dental floss and she can do a driving with Dave. So here she is. This is her new, I, I believe this is her new bikini line. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I first look at my newest collection with at four, three, seven featuring the Sienna one piece launching next week. You got to love a good one piece, a good one piece, you know, sure. A one piece will give you the weirdest tan line. Like, like imagine the tan line you're going to get here. It's like, you know, a sort of asymmetrical, but Hey, that's fine. That's part of the game when it comes to the bikini world. So let's see if there's any other. Um, so early access, the Cooper set, uh, the Piper set. So what's Cooper Cooper is the high hipped, uh, bikini. Um, I will, I'll call this, um, oh, and then this is the string bikini. There is the top the same. No, the top's different. Um, this is a under cup. I don't know what, you know, I, I get a lot of comments when I try to describe fashion. You guys find it fun. Um, you guys know, I love anything green and the flower detailing was inspired by vintage fabric. Oh, very beautiful vintage fabric right there. I wanted to give you guys the option of having different styles fit coverage. So I'm so happy we were able to create different swim sets for you to choose from or mix and match which one is your favorite um, and there it is she's got all of it and then of course the one piece that she's got going on so when everyone was wondering oh she looks sad remember that people let's see if we I don't know if beautiful girl with sadness in her eyes how funny is that someone said beautiful girl with sadness in her eyes and Rachel goes I'm very happy actually meanwhile Rachel Kirk Connell is living her dream as a designer influencer and uh, you know because she was a graphic designer before so why not go from graphic designing to bikini designing it sounds like a perfect match uh, made in heaven so that's where they are um, one more story we'll get to here well let's jump right into it Blake Horstman did a Q&A we're not going to do every Q&A here uh, but um, we'll read some of the questions people asked him true or false this is how you imagined your life to turn out he said kind of false and if you're listening on Bachelor Rush Hour the podcast it's a photo from behind stage of him performing DJing in front of hundreds or thousands of people there in cowboy hats and, and whatnot he said I don't think I could have imagined my life like this 
this or the path I took. With that being said, I always had this weird feeling I was meant for more. Wasn't sure exactly what that meant or what that was, but now I do. And of course, that is DJ Blakey. And then someone asked him on this true or false, you wish you never went on The Bachelor. His response was false. I have made incredible friendships and had incredible adventures. Sure, there have been a lot of ups and downs, but I have learned a lot. It's not easy to be picked apart for every move in front of the world. Things uh, people do every single day. I am wiser now with my dream career. A lot of that has to do with my hard work and the people around me. But the show gave me the courage to chase it. And then um, let's see if there's anything else that he has there. Usually when you do a Q&A, it's because there's other content in there. Oh, look at this. The Bachelor is scripted. He says, false. We are never told what to say or how. This is what I always say. When we are angry, happy, crying, laughing, etc., that's all very real. We aren't actors. We just may be laughing, crying, smiling at something else. That's where the editing comes in. Always watch with for different clothes or lighting or even voice changes. That's where the fake part of reality TV comes. And of course, he was sued for, what, $100,000, $120,000, whatever it was, he was sued in part because he exposed the edit when he was on Bachelor in Paradise. When he looked angry running down the beach, he exposed the fact that he was just uh, running to the bathroom, which, by the way, yeah, that makes you angry. If you got to pee, you're like, I get out of my way. I got to go pee. So he says he wouldn't do all-star shore again. Um, and of course he's with, uh, his, uh, his lady here, which he does say in a second, whether or not he's uh, ready to get engaged. Um, someone asked the question, media can be toxic. He says hundred percent. The clickbait media these days is horrible. It doesn't matter how the article is written or if it's even true. As long as an article can get a click and makes money, it's a joke. Articles will be about a dolphin kissing a woman's cheek and the headline will read women ferociously attacked by killer dolphin. Click for more info. Well, he's not wrong. We have a terrible sensational business model for the internet. And, um, uh, let's see other questions here. Um, do do do. Let's go to our last one. He had one. He someone said you're going to propose soon? Question mark. He says the amount of times I got asked this. So my get my guess is. Look, if you ask me, and trust me, nobody has, I think they're going to be engaged within the next six months. But also, if they don't want to get engaged and just want to be dating and, and love and living together, that's fine, too. Don't let me pressure you there, old Blakey. All right. Well, that wraps us up for the day. I wanted to give a big shout out to, uh, let's see here, CCB123 um, for leaving a nice review of the podcast. Said, awesome podcast for commuting Bachelor fans. Dave's a really likable guy with awesome takes on all things Bachelor bachelor but i also love his takes on other pop culture news very open-minded and informed podcast well i want to thank you so much you know making daily content making several youtube videos a day and a daily podcast doesn't come without some sacrifice which means i don't have a producer i can't be an expert on all different topics but i am here as a friend to talk to you and it is reciprocated i appreciate all of your support sharing us with your communities take a screen grab or take a photo of the dash if you're listening while you drive wait till you're at a red light or parked and share it on your instagram share it with your friends it's okay if they don't like Bachelor content. Uh, our goal over time is to make the Bachelor rush hour become the rush hour. And we'll just talk about whatever's in the news. And we'll try to have a positive spin and bring some of that loving energy. Do me a favor. Join me on my mailing list for upcoming show dates, Seattle, and so many other places. Linktree.com slash Dave Neal. That link will be in the description of this podcast. And you can click on that. You can also join the Driving with Dave community from over there or Patreon or Venmo if you want to donate all of those options are there for you i want to thank you guys once again we are almost at the end of barrel scraping season and we will be back tomorrow i've been dave neal and this was bachelor rush hour mm -hmm.